So I saw something online that mm-hmm. I will do. I know like Christmas just passed. The holidays are gone. Um, but they will come again. And mm-hmm. I have a good idea for Christmas gifts for my family that they're just totally going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I can't wait to hear this. Um, so I saw this on the internet. Mm-hmm. So you take a canvas. Mm-hmm. You put some paint on it, mm-hmm. like blobs of paint. Mm-hmm. You put it in a Ziploc bag. And then on top of the Ziploc bag, you put peanut butter. And you let your dog lick the peanut butter. <laughs> and it creates doggy art. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome this week on Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are going to boop some snoots. We are going to boop some snoots. Do, do you mind if before we start, could I just share a quick little story? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I work in healthcare, so I've been busy at work every day, whereas my husband works in education, so is home all day with uh, both of our kids during this during these pandemic times so um uh our part of the world is currently on lockdown so um yeah everybody else in my family is at home every day with the dogos so uh when i came home from work this weekend uh my younger son maddox said oh i'm i've taught gibbon how to play a new game and i was like oh what is it And he said, so I take one of his toys. So we have this like red sort of like rubbery sort of bone. So it's not like an actual bone, but it's shaped kind of like a bone. Okay. And uh, he said, I show it to Gibbon. So he's like, here, mom, watch. So he put Gibbon in place. So Gibbon sits on his bed and he just shows Gibbon the, the red bone. And he goes and he hides it somewhere. And then he says, okay. And then Gibbon comes and has to try to find the bone. So whereas before they were playing hide and go seek, so he would go and try to find Maddox wherever he was hiding. Now he has to try to find the bone. So I said, so I said to Maddox, you realize what you're doing, kiddo? And he said, what? And I said, you're scent training him. Like Mm -hmm. he's looking for his bone and he'll go up and he'll let Gibbon like sniff the bone and he goes and hides it. So they, they did it like a few times. And then my husband told me, he said, oh yeah, Maddox, um, played this with Gibbon for like hours last night. So I said to Maddox, so with scent training, like what you're essentially doing with Gibbs right now, and he even tried taking the bone and like really rubbing it around where he was going to hide. And Gibbs would sort of catch the scent. You could see him like his nose hits the ground. As soon as he'd run into the hallway, it, it was like nose to the ground and like, <laughs> like sniff, and sniff, 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 all the way up. And Maddox like hit it in one of my boots and he hit it like uh, even up just on top of the doorknob. So it's like in plain sight, but like you know, the dog doesn't know and doesn't catch it nose. necessarily out that. Yeah. So yeah. it was really, so it was really cool to watch. So what I told them to do, which was always something that I found fascinating in dogs. And I talked to different people about it, but I would like to try to take it to that next level with Gibbs is um, I told Maddox. So you just like in showing me just now, you just did it three times. And when Gibbon finds it, he's like so proud. He like he prances down the hallway and the tail's just like <laughs> going and he's like, yeah, I found my red bone. And he's like so excited. 
And then he sits down and Maddox does another round with him. So we did two or three rounds and Gibbs was loving it, like super having a good time. And I said, okay, bud. So I said, take it from him and sit and go up to him, take it from him, say, good boy, give him a good like scratch on the chest. Cause that's like really like excites them. And then yeah. go in and, and then say, that's it. Like go put the bone away somewhere where he can't say it and come in and say, all done. Like, like like a sort of like a blackjack dealer like hands in the air and like all done like no all more done. and i remember when talking to different people about building drive in your dog that that's like one of the ways in which you do it so rather than playing this like scent game with gibbon for like an hour where it's like it gets boring eventually and you end on a note where where the dog's tired or he's uninterested anymore you end on a super high note where they're super excited and they're ready to do it again because like now you don't and now the next time you bring it out they're like oh yeah this game i want to play <laughs> and they're like yeah. super excited about it so I sort of gave Maddox that quick explanation about that's how you build like drive and dog and it makes him better at the scent training because um, when the weather gets nicer and I think I said this before on a show but I never did get around to doing it but I want to try a little bit more scent training with Gibbs because I think he's he's definitely be built good. for it yeah I think yeah. he's going to be good on it anyways I think long I said story. this in the last episode uh, Nate Schumer has a series about how to train uh, your dog for scent training. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Before the before the nice weather comes in the spring. Yeah. I hope yeah. that's going to be soon. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. Because it's chilly. It is chilly. We are chilly dogs. Make some chilly dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to share that story with that's you guys. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like Maddox is really good with dogs. Oh, he loves them. I yeah. told him he could be a dog trainer when he grows up. At one point, yes. he said he wanted he wanted to be one. And I said, hey, I can help you with that, kiddo. I'd be yeah. happy if my kid became a dog trainer. Maddox, Maddox follow my dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're like, you will oh. become a dog trainer. It's the last <laughs> thing I do as your parent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as your mom's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Sorry if I derailed the very beginning of the show, but, uh, today we had a couple of different topics to talk about, to discuss. Vero? Yeah. We're going to talk about dog myths. Ooh. What is true? What's not true? What's partially true? And how about you, Heidi? I was going to talk about dogs' gut health, about the guts. The microbiome. The microbiome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So we can discuss these, see what you think. Mm -hmm. So myth number one, one human, human here, (laughs) one human year. Why can I say that? One human year. (laughs) It sounds funny. Yeah. Equals seven dog years. Mm Mm-hmm. True or not? Oh, I don't know. I've heard mixed things about this, and I forget what yeah. it all is. Not true? So, not true, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's apparently this very complicated equation that is more accurate. Mm-hmm. And it adds up to the first year equals to 15. 
15 years. You, wait, human years. <laughs> hum, human years. So wait, the yes. first so the first year in dog life equals 15 human years? Yes. What? Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I who knows. This yeah. is just what I found. Yes. <laughs> it I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh mm-hmm. the second year equals to 9. Okay. And they say by the time your dog is 2, uh he's considered an adult. Oh, that's why the, an it's like, an yes, I can't talk today. An adult. <laughs> an adult. And then the third year uh, equals to four years. And then it's four years for like the fourth year and then the fifth year. And then after the sixth year, um, the aging process speeds up again. Yeah. And then they're considered elderly when they're eight. See, I it's funny that you say that because my Becky looks so old. She's like, I'm noticing it just like in this past year and she's about nine or 10. Again, we didn't know exactly what her age was. The rescue couldn't tell us, but they guessed at around like a year when we got her, which would put her at like nine or 10. But I, I keep thinking that she's older because of the way that she's acting and she's like graying in the face and like all of that. Yeah. And just in the past couple Aww. of months, she's starting the old, the old, the old lady moans and groans like when she moves around know. like she'll be laying there and she's like mm, or like trying to stand up she's like, mm, uh, uh, like i feel like i already do those <laughs> i know i'm like you and me both becky you and me both <laughs> well wiggum i saw a difference in wiggum when he was about nine mm-hmm. and then his 10th year like i saw a big difference but wiggum was very gray like yes. his face was very gray Yes, he was. Um, he had old man yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, the sugar face. And I guess it makes sense, like you said, why like at two they're considered an adult because that's that magic number that we talked about in the training that everybody's like, oh well, when they're two they'll be fine, or when they're two they mature and like all those behaviors go away, but like not necessarily. Like yes, they are mature and definitely the hormones definitely die down a bit, but. It's just like babies. They say like what the years before five last the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, we still have puppy brain. That's we'll for have, sure. Yeah. We'll have to come up with a saying like the years before two. <laughs> the years before two. Do all you can two. do. <laughs> do oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. Number two. Only male dogs hump. False false <laughs> total uh, false my parents had a dog her mm-hmm. name was canel mm-hmm. which is cinnamon in french yeah uh, she was black though <laughs> she was mm-hmm. not brown <laughs> mm-hmm. um she was a flat-coated retriever and she humped her bed ah so, so false but see i i becky humped gibbon sometimes only like a couple of times so I don't know if like it's because it's a dominance thing more than it is like a male like hormonal thing it's it's a a way to show dominance yeah dogs humping is so embarrassing too oh it's embarrassing (laughs) scraps when we had scraps he would pick like like seriously like he he only humped like you could count on like your hand how many times he humped but it was always like a certain individual and like he would attack like hump attack them <laughs> like I can remember like one of Matt's friends came over 
and no. like from the second he walked in the door scraps was like yep this this guy's my hump machine <laughs> like <laughs> went over and we were like oh my god i'm so sorry yes humping is an embarrassing behavior wiggum had a routine <laughs> it's funny he had his food he ate his food like he inhaled it yeah um licked the floor mm-hmm. like pretty much the whole floor <laughs> <laughs> and then humped his bed oh my god yeah that's weirdo. funny would he go to sleep after weirdo yeah What's that would he go to sleep after that was it like his bedtime routine <laughs> It, like, it was like his after his post eating eat, routine. Yeah. Eat, clean, hump, nap. <laughs> <laughs> Drink oh, water. dogs are weird. <laughs> yep. Dogs are weird. Okay, number three. Dogs are colorblind. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Are they? Ah. Ah. You think they, no. they see black and white? No. I would say false. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh they do see color partially, mm-hmm. so they see blue, yellow, and gray. Oh. Yeah. Huh. And I think cats it's uh gray, yellow, and green. Oh. But so yeah. blue, yellow, and gray, you say? Yeah. In a much like lower spectrum, like not yeah. many not like, like colors of yellow and Yeah. I wonder if like people know that and you and use that in their training somehow. You know, yeah, like, I don't know. I think maybe they can see movement better. Yeah, you think? I don't know. Zippo. <laughs> okay, number four. Certain dog breeds are hypoallergenic because of their fur. True. Mm. So apparently, this is false. What? And I think it's the word hypoallergenic because all dogs have a certain, like, shed allergens. Oh, okay. So they're not, they can't really be considered hypoallergenic. Mm -hmm. Um, But like poodles have a lesser amount of allergens. So I I would say this one's like partially true. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, that's why people get the doodles because it's hair rather than fur, right? Yeah. But then, like, when you talk to people who actually have the allergies, I think it's more about the dander that's involved. So I Mm -hmm. wonder if maybe it's just, like, less, like, I don't know. Yeah. And And then when you think about doodles, especially, like, the first, like, generation, like, the F1, where you breed, like, an actual, like, golden golden retriever and a poodle Mm -hmm. instead of, like, a doodle and another poodle. Yes. Um, you don't know if there's going to be more of the golden retriever in it or the poodle. So it's hard to say how, I, how, how <laughs> hypoallergenic they're going to be. I wonder like how scientific breed certain breeders get with this. Like, I wonder like if they actually like do blood tests, the genetic testing, you know, like the tests that are out there where you can like send yeah. in like your D- your dog's DNA to find out what breed they are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all of that, but mm. yeah, I I wonder if they're yeah. like I wonder like when they when you say like the the first like the the F one standard like you take a golden retriever and you take a poodle. I wonder if they test the DNA afterwards to be like yeah. Well, I guess much? it would be like fifty fifty. 
how much but then if you take a 50 50 doodle and then you breed it with another poodle that's 100 percent. then i guess you would have like 25 75 <laughs> let's see is the science that exact though in the i don't puppies? know <laughs> or is like each puppy like some of them like 20 like you know 60 maybe you get a 60 40 in this puppy but you get like maybe. a 50 a fitty fitty in this puppy fitty fitty <laughs> call them 50 cent yeah 50 no, cent. i don't know <laughs> Oh, I wish I, I feel could like just, those like, would be very all day. expensive puppies. I wish we had a TV show where we could like legit like interview different people. Yeah. The more I look up on this person stuff, and ask them. Yeah. <laughs> call them up. I'm sure they're bored. I'm sure they'd talk to us. Say so we should just start cold calling like some of these people and seeing, <laughs> seeing Surprise, if they pick up. You're on Let's Boops News. Yeah. By the <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> but we podcasting but yeah that'd be funny Alrighty, number six a dog's okay. mouth is cleaner than a human mouth false correct so they have pretty much the same number of bacteria different types of bacteria uh, but no a dog's mouth is not cleaner than a human mouth See, I can remember, well, well, and so one of my first jobs was working as a nurse in a prison. And whenever we would get like new admissions, you, they would, all the officers would laugh at the ones that tried to run away from the police dogs because they would come in with like <laughs> these massive bites, right? That we would have to come and have a look at. And they were infected. Now, mind you, if a human bites you, you're probably going to get just as infected. Yeah. Right? Because they're both dirty mouths. Our mouths dirty mouth. are dirty. Dirty mouths. <laughs> but when you think about the stuff that they eat and drink and stuff like that, you know, it's like... Um, it's yeah. Gross. Like the, sometimes they eat poo. Exactly. They eat poop. Yeah. Or they just like spend like an hour having a bath, licking all their nethers, and then they come and give you a kiss on the face and you're like, oh, yes, I love you too, puppy. <laughs> and then you've got dog nethers on your face. Yeah. Mind you, humans smooch each other too, and we don't know what we've been doing with our smoochers. That's true. <laughs> Probably not licking out of the toilet, one would hope. Probably not. <laughs> or eating poop. Or eating poop. No, probably yeah. not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, dogs express guilt. Dogs express guilt? Yes. Yes. True? No. Oh, false. Look at me. Ooh. <laughs> so when you come home and your dog has chewed up your favorite shoes mm -hmm. and they look like they're guilty because their ears are back and they have like the big puppy eyes, mm -hmm. um, they're not expressing guilt. They are reacting to your body language or the tone of your voice. So they're either expressing like fear or nervousness. But see, dogs like, cannot express like secondary emotions like guilt and shame. Yeah, well, yes, that and that makes sense, and and that and that's a perfect example of how we humanize them, right? Mm hmm. But do you see those videos that people post on the internet where they come home and they see the garbage, and it's like more than one dog, and they're like, and the owner's like, "Who did this? Who did this? Was yeah. it you?" And then like the one dog's just looking at them. 
And then they're like, was it you? And the other dog's just looking at them. And then they go to the third dog and he's like literally like the, the head down and the tail between his. And, and again, but so how come out of the three, it's him reacting to it the most? Because he oh, did it? I don't it? know. That's a good question. Did like do the other two That's have enough? That's a very good question. Isn't it? Isn't it though? But um, there were, there was times where when we first started leaving Becky on the on her own right like getting we were transitioning from crate to free range of the household and she would find pencils sometimes so the first couple of times when you sort of like start testing that going to the grocery store going out for a few hours at a time coming back see how they did like good boy like when you like after you're in the house and everything to you know like you did great type of thing um but there was times where I would come in and before even noticing, like, cause sometimes you can't see it right away, right? Like your kitchen's on the other side of the house or whatever. And so if they went through the garbage, you come in and Becky would have this like horrible look on her face. And I'm like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you do something Becky? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So, Hmm. I would question that, but I wonder how many like yeah. behavioral emotional studies there are on animals yeah that's true i'd be tempted to explore that okay. a little further maybe we'll have to look into that a little bit more or maybe we can do a research study Ooh. <laughs> mm. no okay <laughs> no <laughs> uh next one dogs only wag their tails to show happiness false false yeah so dogs wag their tails Yes, to show happiness sometimes, but mm -hmm. uh, because that's an emotion. So they're wagging their tail to show some sort of emotion. Um, mm -hmm. It could be that they're tense. Mm -hmm. um, could be that they're happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that is false. It could be that they're playful. It could be that they're curious. Yeah. It could be many a thing. Like it's sometimes like I'm... Could be that they're guilty. Just kidding. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like sitting on the couch with Gibbs and we're having a good snuggle. And I would I swear he's like fast asleep. And my husband will walk into the room and he doesn't even have to say anything. And Gibbons little nubbin goes brrrr. <laughs> so I don't know if like he smells him like he's like, I know he's here. And this oh, makes me cute. happy. But the little nubbins goes for show. Gibbon, Gibbons Nubbin. Gibbons Nubbins. <laughs> um, okay, next one. A warm and dry nose means that your dog has an illness. That your dog uh, is sick. False? It's partially true. I was going to say it's partially true. Because yeah, it could be. But it's it not enough information. Yeah. To. Uh, it is you like can't rely on that. It's one symptom of like many. Yes. So if your things. dog um, is lethargic or has a fever mm -hmm. and and has a dry and warm nose, then yes, maybe. Mm -hmm. But if it's just that, like if they were just sleeping and mm -hmm. their nose is dry, then that's normal. Or if they're outside and it's a warm day, mm -hmm. their little nose might be dry. Their snoot. Their snoot. A dry snoot. You got to boop that snoot with some water. <laughs> <laughs> give them a moist boop <laughs> yep <laughs> a spongy a spongy boop oh a spongy boop 
Okay. Um, dog saliva heals wounds. Dog saliva? Yeah. False? False. Well, yeah, yeah. there's dirt I've in there. heard of that before. Like, let a dog, like, lick your... What? Like, your wound Ew. and it'll heal it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I think it's because uh, when dogs have, like, a bobo, they lick that area. They do, but, like, incessantly. But sometimes it the... makes it worse. Yes. That's why we have the cones of shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it does help because it helps, like, debride a little bit. But, yeah, no. Do not let your... Your dog lick your but little they, scratch. But they can't control scratch. it. It's not like us where we have a wound and we might debride it a little bit and then we like leave it alone. They will lick yeah. incessantly. Again, that's yeah. why the cone of shame. Which by the way, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna derail again. I showed this to Barrow last episode, but um there was another Weimaraner on Instagram that posted their Weimaraner like in the cone of shame, and it was the exact same cone of shame that Gibbon had. So I I, mm-hmm. I messaged them Gibbons Cone of Shame and said who wore it better and we had a good laugh. <laughs> That's but, so cool. uh, Yes, the Cone of Shame because saliva, the, I don't know whether it has to do with the saliva or again, like their tongue, like, yeah, debriding a little bit too much. Yeah. But like we Yowch. said, their mouths are gross. So you probably don't want all those, all that poop or toilet water in their wound or yeah. yours or yours let yeah. a dog lick your wound i have never heard that who told you that i don't remember this is just an urban i've myth. heard it before it's just a myth right it's a myth it's a myth oh. it's a myth that's a dog myth don't do it <laughs> don't do it okay next one okay pit bulls lock their jaws when they bite true see ice I read that that's false. Well, have like I got a story have... for you? <laughs> <laughs> I read that it's just they have lots and lots of strength in their jaw and that it's just harder to pry open. So that could be it if too. You can and see may... those muscles. Yes. It's the muscle. They're one of the muscle breeds, right? You can see their big mm-hmm. jaw muscles, their jowls and stuff. Um, so... I'll have you know. So when I first met my husband, um, his my brother-in-law was still living uh, in their family home with his parents out, just outside the city in which we live. And they still had their family dog that they had growing up named Bowie. Bowie was, um, was a um, border collie. She was very sweet, but she was in her elder years by the time I came into the picture. So Bowie uh was the sweetest little dog she stayed close by had good recall she followed them around everywhere she was a great dog and um so my brother-in-law chris was going outside in front of the house to get something i don't know if he was getting something out of the car whatever him and bowie were outside on front of the house and around the corner and they live in this tiny town where like everybody knows each other and all the neighbors know each other but all of a sudden from Chris doesn't even remember where came this massive pit bull and came and just friggin attacked Bowie and did the whole lockjaw thing so Chris was like screaming like screaming because Bowie was like yelping and like in pain like he broke skin and she's bleeding and like everything and this dog this pit bull would not let go and Chris was wearing like Doc Martens at the time and he started kicking the pit bull in the face because he was like you know it was just like the 
you know, high intensity fighter fight or flight syndrome sort of Mm -hmm. thing going on. So he's literally kicking this pit bull in the face and it wouldn't let go. And then the owner came around the corner and like yelled at the dog and the dog all of a sudden just let go and then they took off. So I don't know if it's like a locking mechanism or for whatever reason he saw Bowie and his drive kicked in and it was again like just same thing like the dog's like in a focus so like yeah like it's like focus and drive it's like right yeah or whatever but like that uh that was the beginning of the end for Bowie because she just didn't tolerate the injury that well and she passed away a few months after that but she had a hard time recovering from that one but Chris was just like so upset well that's upsetting to watch your dog like you know especially when shit like you're on your own front lawn it's not like you were like trespassing onto somebody's property it's not like you were at a dog park or anything like that like yeah this pit bull just came oh, out of nowhere so clearly sad. got loose from somebody else this is the thing like accidents happen with dogs right and anyways nothing ever really came of it but i would have said yes to the lockjaw because when chris describes kicking this pit bull in the face you think that would with the doc martens on you think that would be enough for them to release right because like you know i feel like they're just so in the zone like horse blinders on like they're yeah. like yeah like the drive the drive the drive of it all the drive. but yeah crazy so okay. no they don't so false they oh. don't lock their jaw apparently they don't okay yeah huh um hmm. huh all right next one Mm -hmm. you can't i I feel like this is really just an expression but it came up (laughs) you can't teach an old dog new tricks false false you can of course you can it might just take a little bit longer but it does and see, Be- but, Becky was older when I started training her to get ready for Gibbs. And then I was like, oh, my God, Becky's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> and when you it's learn, like, like that, you just have to wait them out. Like, you have to know how to train it when you watch videos on train. But anyways, yes, all, all that to say, yes, you certainly can. And Becky definitely is a can. perfect example. So while I was searching these myths... Um... I discovered, I, I went onto a website <laughs> uh-huh. that was why do dogs sniff another dog's butt? Uh-huh. Like when they initially meet, it's like a handshake, right? Yes. <laughs> and I discovered that uh, dogs have a special organ in their nose. It's called the Jacobson's organ. Uh-huh. So on both sides of the dog's anus, is a stinky small pouch called an anal sac. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if those are like the, the glands that, you know, you need to like secrete the glands yes. once in a while. Yeah. And it smells like fish. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Um, anyways, it contains glands that secrete chemicals uh, dogs use to get to know each other. So uh, the smell and the chemicals... It tells the other dog about like the genetic makeup of the dog, the diet, and even their current state of their immune system. Mm. Crazy, eh? Yas, that is crazy. Yeah. So all of that, like their diet, their immune system can influence like the aroma 
of the chemicals and they have like so in the nose has like this organ has its own like nerve system Uh like nerve endings so that chemicals found in not chemicals but like the smell of like poop yes uh won't influence that oh isn't that crazy that is crazy yeah so it's designed for chemical communication and it has its own set of nerves so yeah that's so other odors such as like poo poo don't influence the signals that that organ sends that's crazy yeah imagine if we did that it's like oh i was gonna say in your travel smell your butt and see uh, (laughs) did you ever see see if you're protected from the flu this year (laughs) (laughs) oh your covid vaccine worked your immune system is on a point (laughs) i can tell with one quick whiff of the butt um I was going to say during your research, did you find the video where it said if like humans acted like dogs and it's a bunch of humans like (laughs) at a park and they like run up to each other and then like run around each other and then like sniff each other's butts. Oh, I think I've seen that though. It's freaking hilarious. That one makes me laugh. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That one makes me laugh. I'm going to have to look it up. I think I've seen it, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll get a good laugh laugh out of it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is uh. Is that it for your meats, your dog myths? Yeah. All right. So on last week's episode, um, I was we talked about um, the Q&A sessions that some of these dog trainers have and stuff like that. And we talked about all the good things that can be had through watching their Q&As. And when I, whilst watching Evan Doggett-style uh, Q&A session, uh, he also brought up a, a couple of different companies that he highly recommended, and one of them called the Adored Beast. So um, I've said this a bazillion times on the show, but whenever you Google something, Big Brother's watching and gives you more of it. So up on my Facebook ads and pages and everything started popping up all these things about dogs' gut health. So this afternoon, um, I was scrolling through the Fache book, the fist book, and I popped this video of this veterinarian in the States. And it reminded me a lot of, there's a doctor, I forget what her name is, but she's very famous uh, in the States for humans, where she talks about, um, she has like uh, the diet fads and she talks about human gut health and the, the, the big fads that we latch onto that are actually really uh, bad for us. And, um, and then, of course, has her own line of products that she can sell to you for, like, you know, just a mere few hundred dollars and you'll be healthy and lose <laughs> weight. And it's the answer to all your problems, right? So um, it's it's tricky listening to this stuff because at the end of the day, they're trying to sell you a product. But they do a really, a really good job in the whole, like, selling feature. So this veterinarian, and I forget what his name was, but um, he told the story about working in uh when he was doing his training as a student and he was working in veterinary medicine and he was working with this horse and this horse was super sick and like on death's door and they had tried like everything to save this horse and nothing was happening and um somebody suggested using like holistic medicine and everybody sort of like you know laughed at the idea and they got this like sort of eastern medicine guy to come in and he concocted some sort of like uh thing and lo and behold the horse came back to perfect health and was roaming free in the fields and stuff and so he thought to himself um this can be applied generally to 
uh, veterinary medicine. And then he goes on to tell you about, you know, Western medicine and Eastern medicine and bringing them together for integrative veterinary health. But um, <laughs> some of the stuff, so again, like you, you're listening to this and you're like, okay, this is a whole bunch of BS. What are you trying to sell to me, dude? But um, this video went on and on and on and on. And he was talking about how um, when you're talking about your dog's gut health, and again, he was very much pro like a raw food person, but he, and this is where he started saying stuff where I was like, no, okay, that like, that makes sense. And I started like looking up other things as well. And it made more sense what these other companies were about as well, such as the adored beast. And he said that basically most people are feeding their dog kibble at the end of the day. Most people are doing that because it's convenient. Uh, a lot of them are cheap. At the very beginning of Let's Boots Newts, we did a couple of back-to-back -back episodes on pet nutrition. It's confusing. It's an unregulated industry where they're all about just money-making. So it's hard to make the right choices for your dogs. So you sort of have to educate yourself and try to figure it out. But when you go looking for the information, it's hard to dif differ between the people just trying to make a quick buck versus what's actually right for your dog. But so in this video, he talked about um, how some of the symptoms that your dogs have like in earlier on in their life seem like not a big deal. But as they age, it's it's it speaks more to what's going on in their gut and can become more problematic for you. So he talks about things like diarrhea, <laughs> which we talked about at great length on the show. Yes. Here we go again. <laughs> diarrhea, uh, flatulence. So like a bunch of gas passing and stuff like that, vomiting and those sort of things. And I was thinking to myself, um, that kind of sounds like Gibbs. Gibbs has a very sensitive tummy. We tried the raw food thing. It is very expensive. It's hard to manage within our household. And um, so we went with a high quality kibble. But what this guy said is, and it's very true because I went to like look at some of the packages, is that there's very few dog foods that have some of the things that you need for generalized good normal flora and gut health. Like just like us, it's why we eat the probiotics and the yogurts and stuff like that. And um <clears throat> omega-3s and stuff like that and that most dog foods even though it's a high quality kibble and it has the good protein in it it still goes through that super high cooking process where um, when you cook at high temperatures it's creating toxins and it's also cooking out a lot of the good things that should be in the food so um, that's what this guy was trying to sell at the end of the day this magic powder that you can sprinkle onto your dog's food that gives them all the nutrients and vitamins like mm. good for their health and but he didn't just talk about that he talked about like yeah feed your dog kibble because like yeah raw is obviously the number one choice but not a lot of people are taking it because of the expense and because of the lifestyle involved in managing raw food so he talks about leveling up your dog's food so I decided to go back to some of my people that I know and trust about what they do with their dogs and their dog's health and that sort of thing. And um, so I spoke with Michelle, my good friend, and she was saying that, yes, these companies are great. And maybe some of those products can be great for your food. She said, by all means, like reach out to dog at style training. And cause he has people that he knows that have dog treats or different things to, um, and he talked a lot, even on that Q and a session about gut health, but she said before going out and spending money on a super expensive product, there's a lot of natural things that you can try on your own. So she said, um, yes, if it's about the vitamins and stuff like that, 
Um, if you're ever having veggies in your fridge that are going bad, especially any of the green ones, she said, blend them up, put a little bit of chicken stock or beef stock or something like that in the ice cube tray. And then you can pop out an ice cube tray and put on top of their food. Like, um, that's a good idea. Every other meal and stuff like that. Um, she talks about the whole probiotic thing, um, and said that you can get an organic, uh, super high fat yogurt. And you can put that on top of their food. So that helps okay. gives them the probiotic that they need. So you can try doing that. Another thing she suggested is like can of sardines. Give them a couple of sardines like every other. So there's stuff like throughout the week that you can get that you can just throw on top of their food. And she said if Gibbs is having sensitive tummy issues and like even like because we have them, I give them um, freeze dried liver treats and then his kibble. That's all he gets like when we're doing treats or reward training or anything like that that's those are the only things that he has and um now mind you who knows when my dad takes him up to the cottage and that could be (laughs) that could be my problem right there that's true but sometimes even when he hasn't been with my dad for a while and even just like on his regular food sometimes he has these like um a couple of days where he'd he just is vomiting and has like a bit of diarrhea and again I don't know if it's something because he picked up at the park or my dad fed him some garbage treat or whatever who knows but um she said another thing that she finds works every single time um that you can buy at most pet stores is a can of tripe and again just one tablespoon on top of their things so tripe is basically the entrails like picture of it picture it as sort of like the umbilical cord for a baby like inside you it has like all these nutrients and stuff like that and it's super great for dogs and she said that any time that she's had um, any health issues with dogs, like skin issues, diarrhea, vomiting, eye infections, even and stuff like that, she she does like a tablespoon of the tripe at the meal times, and it clears it up right away because it's just giving them some extra nutrients and stuff to like help uh, keep their guts good. So I never did that with Gibbs. Like we give him his kibble and like that's it. But maybe he needs a little bit of help with his gut health. Yeah. So tomorrow, I can tell you, I will be headed out to the grocery store and the pet food store <laughs> to get a can of tripe. Now she said tripe is absolutely disgusting, and it is. I've smelt it at her house and fed it to her dogs. <laughs> yes. It smells like a can of like the worst breath that you could ever imagine. It smells like bad breath. But you get one of those plastic lids, like they like that people use for wet cat food to like sort of seal in the smell of it all, and that mm. that should definitely. Uh, help contain the stank of the tripe can you i think you can freeze it yeah you can probably freeze it too you can probably like break it up into smaller portions and then freeze them you could that might make your whole freezer stank like tripe though that's true i i'm gonna i'm gonna try the can of tripe and see how it goes she said the brand that she uses is called new zealand um lamb tripe um, but also if you're going to try some of these products, so make sure to buy organic, you don't want any extra sugar or anything that they shouldn't be having in it. So like, again, with the yogurt, plain yogurt, no sugar, uh, you want a higher fat content between five and 10% fat is good for them. And again, if you're going to go for the omegas, um, you can do the sardines, but again, look for a low salt sardine because, uh, you don't, you got to think of like concentrations of stuff even as humans we consume too much salt on the daily but uh so watch out for your dogo 
Um, uh, and another thing for omegas that uh, actually that's not true. So sometimes I, I, we do put an egg, we'll crack an egg on top of uh, Becky and Gibbons food. I heard that kind of helps. Pumpkin puree is very good for, for gut health or if your dog's yeah. having diarrhea. So I, I talked, I talked to Michelle about that and she said that um, pumpkin is definitely like super popular right now. She thinks it's overused a bit much. So like, don't go crazy, like on the pumpkin, but what pumpkin is, is basically fiber for them. So you're giving them a, an extra bit of condensed fiber that yeah, could help with the diarrhea, like solidify things a bit more there. But yes, pumpkin is one of the, uh, ex one of the, I'm going to call them level ups. One of the level ups you could use. So is that pretty much, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Did you have anything else to say? Yeah. Oh, you did? So I saw something online that mm -hmm. I will do. I know like Christmas just passed, the holidays are gone, um, but they will come again. And mm -hmm. I have a good idea for Christmas gifts for my family that they're just totally going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I can't wait to hear this. Um, so I saw this on the internet. Mm -hmm. So you take a canvas, mm -hmm. you put some paint on it, mm -hmm. like blobs of paint. Mm -hmm. You put it in a Ziploc bag. And then on top of the Ziploc bag, you put peanut butter and you let your dog lick the peanut butter and it creates doggy art. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> Is this a booper snoot? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I like I definitely want to try, but it would be an outdoor activity for sure. <laughs> But then getting that for Christmas? Come on. Oh, oh my God. That is so want funny. Puppy, puppy art. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, you have to do that. You have to do that. So I do have a booper snoot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. So booper snoot, for those mm -hmm. of you who don't know. It's a little game that me and Heidi play sometimes at the end of some episodes. So we pick a product uh, that we found online and one of us explains the product and then we boop or snoot the product. So boop as in, yes, we think it's a good product. Um, it's interesting or snoot, kind of turn it down. We turn our snoots away up to the air Boo. at it. <laughs> Boo, turn our snoot. So right. I found something called Cuddle Clones. <gasps> yes. <laughs> have you seen these? Yep. Yes, I have. So these, so you send a picture of your pet. Could be a dog, could be a cat. Um, and they make a stuffed animal. Replica, that right? resemble That resembles your dog. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, it kind of you... looks a bit like taxidermy-ish, but... Okay, I'm going to look them up right now because I want to know, like, can you... Do you get to choose what size they they make it to? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Cuddle clones, handmade record... <laughs> so I've seen photos of it and they look super cute. 
Do they? Uh, yes, they do. I think they look cute. Okay, no, 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 I don't care. No, <laughs> See, I think the they look kind of scary. <laughs> you think they look scary? <laughs> yeah. I guess it is kind of weird. Yeah, some of them look kind of weird. Some of them are cute. Okay, some of them so, are weird. Did so you see this, the cat? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Um, so this website does like more than just that. So they have like everything. Like you can even get masks made with pictures of your pet on them. Oh yeah. You get socks made. You can get pajamas made. Uh, they have cool uh, phone cases. I think those are look nice. And the coffee mugs are really nice. Oh my God. They have golf club head covers in the head of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's too funny. Okay. This is crazy. Okay. So I'm going to look on the plush clone because that's what we're talking about. And I'm just curious to see how much it can't be that much it's saying it's 249 dollars. come on really no oh my god there's one that's like a little boston terrier and i can't tell which one's the plush and which one's the dog (laughs) 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 Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. No, they it's do. It's like they do a good job, but it's almost too much of a good job. Yeah. It's like a creepy doll almost. Yeah. 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 I see what you mean. Oh my God. They have lots of photos here. See, but I just want to know if they. Oh my God. Like they're so similar, some of them. Oh my God. Some yeah. of them, some of them aren't, but some of them are. <laughs> the rabbit. Yeah. You guys oh, need yeah. to look this up. Yes. Yeah. They have a lot of phones. And look at cuddle clones. Cuddle clones. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of them are, I guess it would depend on your dog, but this is crazy. They can't be that much money. $249. Okay. So if, if it were $50, yes, I would definitely try it. But for $249, I am going to turn my snoot to them. Yeah, I'm going to say snoot. It's tempting. For the price, and they're very realistic. Yeah. And I think it would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. $249. Why so much money? I guess it's a lot of work. I guess so, to like to make it like that detailed, because, yeah, it's it's pretty... They're pretty bang on. Like, yeah, there's... like the fur, the coloring... So right right now I'm looking at a photo of a Catahoula dog. So like they like and this dog almost looks like one of those two-faced dogs. So like there's like a line straight down his face and on one side it's like a solid black with a couple of brown dots, but on the other side it's like that speckled like almost dalmatiany sort of like uh or german short-haired pointer like like dotted sort of fur and they have it like down to a T. It's crazy. And even like the markings on his chest. There is a border collie. Oh my god, they look. I know. It just looks like two dogs. I know. Wow. I know. Like, good job, the person who's doing these. (laughs) Yes. So, maybe that's why the detail that goes into it is like. That's why it's costing that much money. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and that's yeah, it. I'm going to, I'm going to say snoot. Yeah. yeah, me too. Snoot. All right. Snoot. But I can see why people say boop. Yep. I can. Yeah. It depends on how crazy you are. 
(laughs) (laughs) I know you're all thinking, why aren't you buying one then, Heidi? Yeah. All right. And that's a wrap. Is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap. See you Um, next time. Let's boop snoots. Boop snoots. (laughs) Very coordinated. Bye. Bye.